93.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals are coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort. Get to WKP Sports for Football Frenzy every Monday at the all-new Wico Pa Casino Resort. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Y'all see it! Yeah, Lorenzo Alexander is here as he is every uh, Thursday morning from 11 to noon. Zoe, what's going on over there? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah, feeling good. Uh, been good. Got my Mustang, as I told you last week. Yeah. So I've been riding around in that all week. The kids want me to drop them <laughs> off at school now every day in it. <laughs> it was really cool to see my son's face just light up. Hey, hey Dad, can you take me? Can you take me to school? And what year is this again, this it's, Mustang? It's, it's a 1966. It's a 66 yeah. Mustang. I put a lot of work into it. Yeah, so he get out. His boy's out there waiting. Oh, oh is that Mason? Oh, <laughs> you can just see his face just light up. Yeah, this is me, man. This is me. <laughs> like it's awesome, his car, man. like he drove it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's waiting for me to die so, he can, so I can give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell him it's gonna be a long yeah, time. Yeah. He's gonna be waiting. He's gonna get his own car. Lord willing, of course. Right. Uh, so the uh, well, let's start with the game over the weekend between the Cardinals and the 49ers Winning that game, just what that does for a team potentially to win without your starting quarterback, to win without your top two receivers, and among other players, right. you know. But to go out there and beat a team like that, yeah, it's significant. Um, and it's another box checked in that column of adversity that you have to face throughout a season to to say, hey, can we overcome these? type of things or can we play well enough to win when we face certain adversity when certain guys are out because it's going it's, it always happens at some point in the season right and this team has continually checked the boxes to say that they're contender they're for real and that's why you see nationally people starting to mention their name again right because they won this weekend <laughs> which is crazy they were still a contender in my mind and so it's really um awesome to watch and i didn't get a chance to watch the game live because i was you know at my son's baseball all on Sunday to, you know, baseball's long. You You're know, driving around your new six car, hours, right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I put the film on, you know, I was planning on just to, let me just, because you know the score, you know what guys did, but you want to see how that, that, you know, what actually happened on the play. So I was just going to probably watch a half and say, but as I was watching the offense, I kept watching the game. I was like, man, these guys are really playing some good football. <laughs> man, Cole is playing some really good football. Um, Connors is playing some really good football. Man. I really love the fact that they were able to recognize um, that the, the 49ers had an issue with counter, and that's what they ran a lot of the time in the game and just was downhill. And, hey, we're going to beat you at your own game. It was really fun to watch them continually just run the rock, run the rock, don't want some play action, throw some screens. Just really kept them off balance. So I thought – Cliff did an excellent job in that regard with the game plan and um, just showing confidence in his players, too. You know, um, James fumbled the ball, I don't know, maybe the second quarter, and then the next play gave it right back to him, and he got like five or six yards, right? And so it was just a fun game to watch, Uh, not to mention defensively. Marcus Golden again, right? Just that's my guy, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I was trying to find an article. I was going to say, man, I was the first person to really say that this young man was going to make it a long time back in the day when he got drafted. When I when I left, I think it was like 2015. But his sacks are timely. Third down, red zone, um, inside, outside. 
Um, it's just really <laughs> fun to watch uh, him play. Um, and I think because I see myself a little bit in him, and it's not, it's just you just kind of gravitate to certain players that you just know his grind, yeah. right? His attitude, his energy, and it's just really fun to just see that dude get after. Even one time, um, Trent did like this block. It was a zone, and this is what offense alignment is. The zone, thinking you're going outside, and he kind of tossed Marcus, right, out of the club. Marcus didn't care. He got right back up. Woo! He jumped in on the pile. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, just I just I really enjoy seeing players like that play and just impact the game and just always have a joy and energy about them. Yeah. So, there have been three times this year, including the Carolina Panthers game, where I felt like it was about the Arizona Cardinals going out and playing up to their standard. And if, mm-hmm. in fact, they went out and played up to their standard, they were going to win this game. And I have to tell you, how absolutely uncomfortable that makes me feel. No, this is the National Football right, League, yeah, and yeah. you know that better than anybody else. Yeah. And yet, I was looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars game, and I was watching them on tape, and I was <laughs> yeah. thinking to myself, this is really about the Arizona Cardinals. Now, it took them three quarters to get going, but once they got going, they took care of it in the fourth quarter right there. Then playing the Houston Texans, the same thing, kind right. of a slow start. Mm-hmm. But once they got going, it, it was about the Arizona Cardinals, and if they played up to their standard, I feel exactly the same way about the Carolina Panthers, and I fully expect them, based on what I know about the Cardinals and what I've seen on tape, I fully expect them to go out and handle their business. Yeah. It's a weird feeling, yeah. though. And it's I, a weird I, feeling and, for me right. to be so confident. And I would agree with you, right, in that, in that sense. It's just always, you know, the equalizers, right, turnovers, right? That Those, those type of things can happen, and it's you can be doing NFL, your job, right? Good you just too. never know. So I, I – but – all things being, you know, equal in how these teams have played up to this to this point of the season. Again, I don't have I have no worries about who this team will be on Sunday. They've consistently showed it. I mean, even when they start slow, they figure out a way to correct yes. it and play well. And because they play so well and they're so talented, they can. They get, like to your point, they can beat anybody they line it's up against. What's going on inside yeah. that locker so it's, room? It's man. all about them. And they're starting to start quicker earlier in game. So it's not this big lull that goes into halftime and oh, we got to figure out something. We need a big play. Hey, let's correct it to the next series. And so mm. that was really cool to watch um, and, and just to see the development. Um, I guess if you're going to nitpick a little bit, you know, for me when I'm watching the game, um, I think Tanner Vallejo is playing very well. You know, he's playing downhill. I like to see tackle a lot better, Got right? Tackle. He's in the place to have some big-time plays, tackles for losses, um, but he just has to have his high. And I played with Tanner. He was, he was a rookie with me in Buffalo. So just rapping, running, seeing what he's going to hit because he's reading it great. Just finish the play. And then, again, just that right guard issue on our offensive mm. line, it is – Scary at times. It's like, man, just give him a chance to get the ball off, right? Don't let your guy beat you so fast. Battle a little bit better. Have some technique. But, you know, if you're struggling and then your confidence is impacted by it, and this is Garcia and Jones that are that are really having this issue right now, they have to solidify that spot because you can see the Niners or whoever they're going to play in the future, we're just gonna, where are they lining up at? We're going to put our best rusher mm-hmm. over there, and that could be an issue especially when we talk about quarterback, the health, Kyler Murray, how healthy is he going to be, when is he going to be back, and all those things that can hurt you later in the year. Specifically with Carolina, I mean, that's a team that's they've lost, what, five of their last six. They seem a little all over the place, but they did get Christian McCaffrey back, and it seems like everything kind of runs through him when he's out there. What is it about him? 
Oh, well, Christian is a great uh, two-way player. He can, he can line up a receiver, catch screens. He can run all the routes. He can run between the tackles. He can run outside the tackles. Um, you know, and but in many ways, almost like Alvin, he's the he's the only guy. Yeah, right. There's yeah. really not a lot around him that allows a team to have to worry about other guys. So if I just take Christian away, I'm gonna make these other receivers and tight ends y'all gonna have to beat me, right? And then with the quarterback being hurt, Sam Donald wasn't playing that great anyway. Now you have a new guy that's gonna be in there. That's really gonna be hard to do, and um, it's gonna be interesting though because this. Panthers team watching their offense last week versus the Patriots is is is, is really old school in in my mind. You, I don't know how much you watched them, Wolf, but they line up in a lot of twenty one mm-hmm. eye backs, um, a lot of twelve personnel. You know, just stagnant type of movements, and they have some some obviously some shotgun and some other things. But it was a lot of like, well, this is a little like a little bit of old school football, you know, um, and so I don't know how dynamic their offense is going to be. And so if they line up like they did last week and the way this defense is playing for the Arizona Cardinals, um, it's going to be really hard for them to move the ball. And they're going to have to play to the strength of their team in the Carolina Panthers, which is their defense, right? Run the ball, try to minimize turnovers, and hopefully that their defense can rise up and figure out a way to disrupt this offense in the role that they're on right now. Well, the other thing about Carolina is they're not real happy with the New England Patriots, uh, specifically Brian Burns with Mac Jones. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals are coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort. Get to WKP Sports for Football Frenzy every Monday at the all-new Wico Pa Casino Resort. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Y'all see it! All right, Lorenzo Alexander's here as we get closer to Cardinals Panthers this weekend. Arizona trying to go nine and one. Wolf, has that sunk in yet? Nine and one? They're not even there yet. No. Okay. All right. Just, just honestly, I'm just trying to check myself this entire show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. I have been the entire. Just week. run free. Just honestly, no. Just settle down, Ron. This is the National Football League. <laughs> um. One of the guys on, on Carolina, a lot of the players on Carolina were not very happy with one play in particular. And, and Zoe, I want to get your take on this. Brian Burns, the sack on Mac Jones, and then as he gets up to run after the, the loose ball, Mac Jones grabs his right. ankle and then twists his ankle, it looks like. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't see the full clip. So I know some people, you know, yeah, you're going to have people on both sides of it, you know. But I didn't see the full clip, so I don't really have a full opinion. I saw him. Grab the ankle, roll and twist. Some people are talking about oh, he's trying to tackle somebody. I, you know, you trying to tackle somebody, you trying to hurt him tackling him. Yeah, well, he didn't have the ball either. So, right. Yeah. Well, he didn't realize. I guess he got hit. He didn't realize who had the ball. That's okay. what they were saying. He didn't know who, or he thought the guy had the ball. But that was, in my mind, a dirty play. You know, so you just don't tackle guys like that. You don't try to roll up on them like that. It looks no. dirty. I'm watching it again right now. It yeah, looks, I the mean, twist the looks twist. dirty. Yeah, like you could be trying to hold on to his ankle, and then you may be wrapping just hold. Yeah, but then you don't do the alligator. <laughs> when you go to the alligator <laughs> on him, you trying to cause some damage. I, you know I, what I mean? have to tell you, so I have never seen anything like that. 
I have seen a lot of dirty things on a football field. I have never seen. Listen, when he grabbed him back, I had no problem with him grabbing him. I was like, man. What a smart thing, because honestly, if you prevented him from covering recovering the football and your team recovers it, hey, you're going to have possession of it. You're going to get right. hit with a penalty, maybe, yeah. but yeah. you're going to have possession of the ball, at least. But it was a smart play by Mac Jones until he twisted his ankle. I couldn't. I've never seen anything like that. Ever. Well, here's here's Brian Burns, his, uh, his description as of the play. As soon as I was he grabbed my arm, and my arm was trapped. And then once I got my arm freed and I tried to run, obviously, then he grabbed my ankle. Then at that point, I just remember going down and my ankles hurt. You know what I mean? But um, then watching the, the, the playback and, I mean, watching the replay and then watching the, all the angles and everything that he got, I think it's some bull. I think it's some bull for him to take his legs because my main thing was that he took his legs and he swept my, the one leg I had up. Here's, here's his follow-up real quick. This is just four seconds. I wish all my fellow uh, DN brothers happy hunting. That's all. <laughs> Make sure you play that. I love that part right there. Yeah, we can't play him again, so we can't get him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he can tell everybody else to get him. Though. Right, right. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's that's a weird that's a weird sequence of events. Like you said, Wolf, it's not typically something. At least not with a quarterback doing it to a defensive lineman. You don't typically see that. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. They trying to protect themselves too. But I. I it's just one of those times where you just have a little bit of and, – and I've seen this. Like, Gronk, I wouldn't consider a dirty player, right? But I've seen him hit Tredavious White, like, in the back when he was on the ground down. And so sometimes you – know, maybe he's a Patriot, too. So I, I don't know. Maybe something that's going on with the New England Patriots. I don't know. You just lose your mind a little bit, and you panic, and you just go to survival mode. And, you know, I mean, because he hasn't shown that, right? Normally you go, oh, he's a dirty player, and so he definitely was trying to hurt me. I mean, quarterbacks, Mac Jones, I wouldn't put that on him quite yet unless you continually kind of see that yeah. show up. So I think he just went to panic mode at the end of the day, and then he's going to have to show me that he's a dirty player by doing it again because at some point it's going to come up. Yeah, so have I ever asked you if you've ever lost your mind on a football field? Did I ask you that? No. Have, no have, I, have you ever? Have you I ever have lost never lost mind my mind where you to, did something to the point totally, to where yeah, okay. I've said some stuff, but I've never done anything right, okay. to like hit a guy in the back. Okay. Right, I've had it done to me. Uh, and, and Paulie would play this video all the time because I was hot. <laughs> when I played here, covering the kick, uh, I forgot my man's You're talking name. about Paul Calvisi. Paul, yeah, Paul Calvisi, yes. and he played this clip over and over and over because I was so hot at this. This dude hit me like <laughs> five seconds after yeah. the whistle had blown, come and clean me for That's the Rams. That's what I did. Right. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you once. talking about it. I did right. That once. Yeah, I've never, I've never hit anybody illegally. I've never lost my cool to that point. Is this, like you said, in terms of being a dirty player, and I'm not talking about Mac Jones necessarily, but just in general, players know, right? I mean, you get that book is out there after yeah. just a few games, and, and you kind of have that reputation around the league. Right, yeah, you know who's who's who, uh, who does what, and who plays a little past the whistle, right? And uh, you you hate those guys uh, when you have to play against them, but in my case, I got to play with Richie Incognito <laughs> as well, and I loved him when he was on my team, right? Yeah, Richie was always one of those guys that lived in the grave. No. Oh, not Richie. Lived there, man. And so uh, I didn't quite understand him and didn't really like him and used to talk bad about him when I didn't play with him. But once I got around him and, and now I love Richie and he's on my team, hey, baby, go ahead. Do it, baby. You know, Do since it. we're talking about this right here and talking about losing your mind on the football field right here, I have to ask you, 
Your thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury and what happened with Cliff Kingsbury and Josh Norman? Did you see the little dust up between those guys? No, pre- and the fact, a, well, and the fact that Cliff came running onto the field right there when a when an official well, did not throw a flag for a face mask. Did you right, see Cliff? I, I, do that? I did not because no, I, I didn't not, watch. Okay. I didn't watch it live, oh, but okay. I, I heard about it. Oh yeah, and and. and Josh Norman is known for getting into it with guys, right? He rubs people the wrong, the way. wrong way. So I think it's a lot about Josh because, you know, he did it with Taylor Lewan. Him and him got into it at one point. Cliff and him getting into it. Odell. Yep, yeah, Odell. So he's just that guy that just can kind of get under your skin a little bit, his voice, and just, you know. So uh, I'm going to put that on, on Josh and not Cliff because of the guy and his history with other players. Yeah. Because well, it almost it seemed like Cliff was just kind of arguing with the ref, and Josh Norman was, was just arguing something. with whoever well, he was. was. Yeah, there. he was probably yeah. was saying oh, something to oh, Cliff. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm not even talking to you, dude. Man, go somewhere else, <laughs> right? Look at the scoreboard. Get out here and tackle somebody. What you're not doing, you know? So you know, <laughs> hey, you yeah, know, yeah. Not <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Um, real quick, back to this game too. We were talking about Christian McCaffrey and, and how they basically run everything through him. And I, I wanted to ask you this follow up. So, you know, you say, okay, you're playing Carolina, just take McCaffrey away. The Cardinals are built to do that because a lot of teams have not been built to do that over the years. Yeah, I mean, you got to make it tough. You know, great players are going to always make plays. And so you have the athletes to do it. Vance Joseph has a great mind in figuring out how we can take him away. Obviously, in the run game, just being gap sound, yeah. is, is you're able to take him away, right, and pass downs. you got to figure out who you want to match up with them. You know, Isaiah Simmons has the athleticism to do it, but do you want to put maybe um, another corner or safety on him, maybe Buddha instead? So you have to figure out, based on your personnel, when, it, when they're in certain down the distances, uh, who do you want to line up against him? But I believe this Arizona Cardinals football uh, team in the defense has the athletes to be able to match up with him in those situations to take him away. And then even in the screen game, right, I, I think um, Hicks has done a great job. Uh, Isaiah has done a great job. Tanner, too, is just uh, recognizing plays and then going to get it. Now, when you get there, it's about making that tackle because he can make guys, even they're in great position, look silly and out of place. And so yeah. that's where you have to collectively come together and get him down. Is there a team out there that you would think will make a serious run at OBJ? I mean, there's, there's a ton of teams, and it and I think, you know, it kind of goes down. I know he, he talked about, you know, Green Bay, the Saints, right, the Patriots. Um, I think the Chiefs actually. The would Chiefs, be a the good Chiefs was another another, and you Seahawks. have to be able to you have to be able to absorb a guy like that. Um, and so, I don't know if the Chiefs. I mean, and, and obviously mm-hmm. you got to see it, but things are going bad now, right? No. If they continue on this pace, do you want to put a guy in there with that type of mentality that can make it worse? So you always have to think, think about all you have. Yeah, room. you got to know your locker room. The guys obviously they got Patty Mahomes, Kelsey. They have some strong leaders in there but you got to account for all that it mm-hmm. is a risk reward with him right um especially at the the point of the season that you're in and how things are going and being played and in a normal situation i'll say yeah bring him in but the way the the chaos and adversity is happening I, you know i just don't know mm-hmm. text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now coming up for as overlooked as the cardinals seem uh at times nationally one major publication has them going 15 and 2 is that too extreme the other way we'll get into it next it's the wolf and luke show on 98.7 fm arizona sports station 98.7 fm arizona's sports station 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. 
There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort. Get to WKP Sports for football frenzy every Monday at the all-new Wico Pa Casino Resort. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Y'all see it? All right, welcome back to the show. This is going to be the opposite of what we've been doing to Wolf all week when we were playing like the clip of Max Kellerman who said, uh, yeah, the Cardinals look good. The evidence is there. I just oh, don't no. believe it. No. Stuff like that that just drives Wolf <laughs> that, crazy. Now, that drove me crazy. It though. did drive The evidence crazy. is there. I just don't believe it. Okay. Whose <laughs> <laughs> problem, problem is that, Max? Yeah, they're unique guys on uh, national. Yeah, yeah. Well, this team, for whatever reason, it seems like they have been, I don't want to say flying under the radar. Like, people are acknowledging their record, but it just kind of seems to be with the asterisk of, like, yeah, they're, yeah, sure, they're great, but are they as good as these teams we already know? Right. Uh, ESPN, though, did a piece on the, um, first of all, ESPN had their FPI earlier this week where they projected the Cardinals as the Super Bowl favorites, the division favorites, all that, as you would expect, uh, at least within the division. They did a piece, though, today where they went ahead and projected each team's record, final record, at the midway point of the season. And for the Cardinals, they have them at 15-2. and two. Wow. And uh, part of the reasoning is that they have a relatively easy final eight games. But... Um, Fifteen and two. I mean, if this team goes fifteen and two, yeah. I, but at the same time, though, it's not that crazy. I mean, they're eight and one. No, it's not that crazy, especially if they continue to play the way they are yep. right now. They they have that capabilities, right? And you know, so you always worry about division games. So they play the Seahawks twice. Mm. They got the Rams once, one more time, but that's at home. Um, you know, the Lions beatable, right? Bears beatable, even though those are ro- that uh, both of those are road games. Uh, the Colts can maybe give you some issues, right? You're not quite sure what you're going to get. Dallas on the road, if they're hitting on all cylinders, um, can play well, and that could be a potential shootout. But uh, it's not like any of those teams is like, oh, I don't know, yeah. right? I, or I'm I'm scared because I've seen what this team has built themselves into over the first nine weeks of the season. Now, the only issue that may make them lose maybe a, a game or two in in this next eight games is to me depends on how long Kyler Murray is out right because he's been able to become the player he is uh because prior to what two weeks ago or the um yeah two weeks ago versus the Green Bay Packers he's been in every game right yeah. and we all know that the only way you really get better at this game or really anything you're doing is by doing it and when you um, remove yourself from actually playing, obviously this in, in this case an injury has removed him, you can come back and have a little bit of rust on you, especially in the zone that he was in, right? It's hard to miss a few weeks and then jump right back in that type of zone that Kyler Murray was playing at. And so maybe there's a, uh, a rust game when he comes back, kind of like what we saw with Dak Prescott uh, last week when he came in and just missing some throws that, what? You Dak, you should make those yeah, throws, right? Makes those. So it may be a warm up game where he has that issue and they can maybe sneak up on him where maybe they lose an additional game um and on top of that five fifteen and two. But the way they're playing now, 
I'm, I'm, I, I would say that's probably just about right. Man, I wow. gotta tell you, that's <laughs> so hard. It really is right there. I mean, first of all, the 15 and 2 blows my mind, and you know why. <laughs> right? 15 <laughs> yeah, and 2. Right. What do you mean, 15 yeah, and right. 2? That's what are you enough, talking yeah. about? It's still, it still is a shock to me every time I hear that. Uh, that's number one. Number two, um, I just don't, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to commit to 15 and 2. I don't want to do it because it just sounds this is the National Football League again. I I I find myself in a very awkward situation because I have so much regard and respect for this league and every guy that is actually in this league. Uh, are there some bad football players at the National Football League level? Um no. <laughs> no to me. Uh, now, comparatively speaking, right? Maybe relative, maybe, yeah. Relative yeah. to, of course, maybe. But my goodness, these guys—they got to this level for a reason, for the most part. And I have respect and regard for not only my opponent, of course, but for the teams that are out there in this league. Having said that, again, because of the tape and watching the tape, and because of some of the numbers that you 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 put over the tape. And are in your head. You can see the Arizona Cardinals right now and what they're doing. This is no joke. This is this is not a surprise. They're playing up to a standard. They're playing up to their level. And if they continue to do it, as Zoe said, I, I've got to agree with them. They, why wouldn't you go ahead and be seven and one over the next eight games? Even if you go five and three over the next eight games, you're still what thirteen and four. Like that's a pretty good season. Uh, it would be a drop-off, I guess, in the second half compared to what they've done so far. So I want to ask you this. It, when you look at there's, – there's two numbers that stand out to me. There's 3-0 and in the division. There's 5-0 and on the road. It, it, either one of those as a player more – does that tell you more about the team? Yeah. I mean, that 5-0 and on the road. I mean, because typically head coach's goal is, hey, just win half your games on the road. Yeah. And win all your games or majority of your games at home, right? And that could – in old football, that would put you at – 12 and 4, yeah. right? So that's going to set you up to win your division most likely and potentially get a first round bye in the playoffs. And so if you can win on the road, um, I think that just means a lot. It's significant in a lot of ways, um, especially now when there's only one team getting a, getting a bye. Um, and then most of the time, unless you're Tampa Bay last year, the, 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 the Super Bowl, the one you want to win, is on the road. Yeah. It's a lot different. And, you know, that you're out of your element. You're not in your bed all week, right? you got all these other distractions. And so if you can consistently win on the road, that means that you're a team that's focused, able to deal with some adversity, things that are not usual to yourself as far as sleeping in your bed, being in your hotel, because we're such routine-driven um, individuals that you have a better chance in that regard when you have to um, encounter that when it really counts in the playoffs and hopefully potentially a Super Bowl. What's interesting about that, you already went and looked at the second half of the season for the Arizona Cardinals in the two games that you think, man, these are going to be rough, rough games. They're all going to be rough because this is the NFL. Right. But L.A. at home and then Dallas on the road. Right. Those two games right there. I actually think the Dallas game on the road would be – that's a better matchup, I think, for the Arizona Cardinals than even the Rams. And I, again, as I say that, I'm choking on it, thinking about the Rams because the Rams defensively they just they have not repeated the success they had last year. Right? They don't look like the same team. 
You see some of the same players defensively on that side, but they don't look like the same unit from a year ago. Yeah, no, you're right. It'll be interesting to see how Von Miller, once he's interjected exactly. to that system, yes. well, you know, what does that do for everybody else around them? Does that pass rush then come alive? Does the defense get re-ener- re-energized in, in a way because you're adding another generational type player to that defense? And uh, I would I, – I don't know if I would say the you saying the Rams is a better no, matchup. No, no, no. You say the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. I look at the Cowboys. Yeah, I would say that I because think, the Cowboys' defense isn't quite there. Their offense, though, their offense, their offense can, can light you up. They can run the ball the with both backs. Yes, they got a hard matchup. Uh, yes, so I that, see that yeah. as a better matchup. Yeah. actually, on the road, and that's hard for me to say. That's gonna be again, a fun game to watch too. That the way I like... felt about the Rams before the season started. Uh, coming up, the NFL is cracking down on taunting. Is that a good thing? We're going to get Lorenzo's opinion on this next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. Guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals are coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15 year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort. Get to WKP Sports for football frenzy every Monday at the all new Wico Pa Casino Resort. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Y'all see it? Welcome back to the show. It has been a, uh, I would say this has been a hot topic all season, really, but uh, wouldn't you agree it kind of came to a head on Monday, Wolf? With, what topic uh, are you talking about? Uh, you want me to actually tell you the topic? Yeah, you don't want to just it's guess? Matter- okay. Well, yeah. It's all right. Taunting. <laughs> taunting. <laughs> yes. Taunting Taunt- in the NFL. I see you were taunting me right I was. There. I, I was, it was like a game of broadcasting trades. taunt. Yeah, and you probably didn't like it. No, I didn't, as a matter of fact. Um, so I'm going to play this clip for you because I don't know for sure if you've heard this or not. This is Ryan Clark, even if you have, just for the listening audience, Ryan Clark talking about it on Tuesday. I think you can't make this call subjective. If there's going to be certain rules or certain things that are officiated in this, they need to be definitive. I need to know that I can't stare at people. I need to know that I can't flex my muscles. I need to know that what I've worked my entire life to do, the thing that I've stayed up from 5 in the morning till midnight every single night, the thing that I've gotten therapy and needles stuck from my neck to my ankles, the reason I've been in cold tubs, and hot tubs every single morning. And the reason I've ran through film 80 million times was because so I could make that one play. Mm. one play. And you mean to tell me on that one play, I got to calm all that down that went into this because somebody who can't do what I do, who ain't never done what I've done, mm. and don't know what this feeling is like, gets offended by it? And I wish I freaking would. So I, I guess let's start there. <laughs> I, love, I love RT. That's my guy, man. He plays nothing with passion. You know, uh, uh, he might have been undrafted as well. Or a seventh rounder, mm-hmm. so he had to play with it hair on fire all the time. And if you have not ever seen Ryan Clark play football, turn on some highlights. Yeah. He laid it out there, you know, much the same um, as Ron Wolfley as far as just the, the way they approach the game, the aggressiveness, the, the physicality. And so I, I, I definitely relate. I could not have played in this league that is turning into a lot of the things, this even uh, taunting the, the hits on the quarterback, some of this, the stuff I just could not play out. My wife would have probably been really upset with me. I would have had a lot of fines. Um, <laughs> just, that's because you have to play. If you don't, 
walk right up against the edge of yes. crazy, yes. right, in the NFL, especially if you, you – know, most of us, you know, we, we're elite – and there's a couple of guys that are just superior, but for most of us, we're right. We got to go all the way to the edge mm-hmm. in order to be consistently great at what we do. And for me, in the moment when I've just jacked somebody up, or I've just hemmed somebody up on punt return, and they couldn't do nothing, and now you're gonna tell me I have to just walk away? What? No. I'm about to tell you. Like, like for example, like I told you, one of my favorite plays a couple of weeks ago was when Marcus Golden. Grabbed the tight end with both hands, took him backwards. He controlled him and then told him about it. Technically, they could have called that for Tawny. Mm-hmm. And I did that all the time. <laughs> so I would have been fined all the time. You know what I mean? So I, to Ryan Clark's point is is that you can't play a grown man's game where I'm physically fighting for my life. I'm putting all this energy and effort into it to then be able to squash all of those emotions immediately. And then you can talk about the guy from the Bears that did the kick and did he have time to think about it. All he did was stare him down, man. It's, it's football. Yeah. You're a grown man. I've, uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just something hard to watch and see, something that wasn't egregious, did not hurt anybody. So I, I don't know what they're trying to prevent. I guess one of the things that came out, they're trying to um, create a less contentious environment. What? Football. What? <laughs> I just hit you. I just jacked you up, and you mad, and you more upset about the way I'm looking at you. That's that's more egregious than me oh just laying a guy out. You might as well just throw a flag every time I tackle somebody, then, because that's yeah. that's what's creating a contentious environment, not me staring a guy down. Like, yeah, I just did that to you. You know, I honestly, I, I don't understand it. I, I it, playing the game of football is an aggressive game, <laughs> and it is played by a bunch of hyper aggressive alpha males. It is, and if if you don't like that, you probably shouldn't play it or don't enjoy. Yeah, you don't it. have to play. <laughs> don't be a fan. <laughs> Nobody's don't making be you play. It. Right. It's it's an intensity. It's not a personal hatred. It's not like you have this personal hatred for for your opponent. It's not like you you're you're taking it down to a personal level. It's it's an intensity that you go out and play with. It's a primal feeling that you tap into and this is by the way the way the Lord God made me. Sorry. So I'm going to tap into it a little bit right here and then I'm going to use that intensity to go out and play this awesome game where you get to knock somebody down to the ground, not because you hate them, just because it's your job. It's what you're supposed to do. It's a beautiful thing. And why in the world um, they're trying to tamp this down uh, from a league perspective to me, it's baffling. It truly is. I don't understand it. Football is an emotional game. It's what makes it so beautiful. I haven't heard, and maybe there are some, but I really honestly haven't heard any players that are like, no, we need to, we need to k- take the taunting out of the game because it hurts my feelings. Like, I haven't heard that. So when, when the league implies that the players are on board with this, it's like, <laughs> wh- why, why are the players on board with this? Yeah, no, no players on board with this. And the league always likes to say, well, the PA is on board with stuff. Probably had one conversation came up and – and so, oh, okay. And then uh, they changed the rule. I mean, yeah. nobody's on board with getting penalized for showing emotion, especially when it's, it's, it's impacting the game and outcomes potentially, especially in the situations that they happen. 
Big plays. Big plays, yeah. right? I've just made a big play, and now I have to squash this emotion. And if I don't, I could potentially, after a sack or whatever it may be, give a first down to the other team. And yeah. most of the time when those things occur, the other team is, ends up scoring, just statistically. Yeah. And that's a big shift, emotional shift, for a team, for the player, uh, because you went out there and did your job at the highest level and was celebrating it. And, yeah, I, did I look you down and stare you down a little bit? Yeah. Y'all right, I did. <laughs> yeah, now what you going to do about it? Right? And so, I mean, that's just but, – but, uh, I just right. don't want to – yeah, I mean, but you so got to be in it. It's a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah. because you get to walk outside those white lines and then love people, respect exactly. people, and treat them better than yourself. Exactly. It doesn't get any better, it, does right. it? It's a man. It's in between the lines, <laughs> man. It's just some things is just – it's necessary between those lines. When I walk out, I get it. We different. You, you think know? about But when this. I'm in there – yeah. That's right. The NFLPA president, J.C. Treader. Did you actually see this right here? Mm-mm. Okay. He actually came out and he said the the players' union, the players, would be in favor of removing the point of emphasis immediately. Right. Immediately. Yeah. I wonder it, if that's going to happen. I, I doubt it. It's probably going to have to wait to the competition committee. Um, I, I know last year there wasn't normally you have one at the um, the combine every year, but obviously with COVID that didn't occur. I'm pretty sure there was a Zoom meeting or whatnot. But normally those type of things are brought up, and players have um, uh, input. We don't really have a vote in this one player that sits on the the group of the rest of the owners that vote. So it's really a null and vote, you know. But um, you have input like, hey, that's that's a really dumb rule. What are you what, mm-hmm. what are you trying to accomplish, right? And if they can't explain it, normally they kind of hold off or maybe try to reword it uh, moving forward. So I think that's something that's going to probably occur. Um, and maybe some owners are probably even shifted on what they think about the title, especially if they've been on the other side of it where it's, it's cost their team or at least put their team at a disadvantage uh, because of a flag that was called during taunting. So I got to say, too, it, it's crazy – to hear you say, like, I couldn't play in this league today. I mean, you just retired like a year ago. <laughs> a year it's shifting. I mean, ago. it yeah. gradually is shifting. I mean, you know, you got the – a lot of it is, 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 is good stuff, but the player safety, the hitting, but the quarterback, that some of the, did you see some of the calls that yeah. were called over the weekend? I yeah. mean, it's just it's – getting, it's getting worse, and it's getting worse pretty quickly as far as how they're protecting these quarterbacks. Yes. And just the way I played and I had to throw my body around, I had to give it all because I was just average in, relatively to everybody else in the NFL that I had to let you – I had to give it to you, right? And so I would have got fined. Multiple times. I was looking at some highlights on special titles. I was like, ooh, that would have been a fine. Yep. That would have been a fine. Yep. That would have been a fine. And then you can't become the same player because now I'm worried about not getting fined. Yeah. Right? Because this is, that's how you hard you have to play. And they're good, clean hits based on wh- how I grew up and knowing the game. Man. But it's transitioning, and I haven't had time to adapt. I guess is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm a bridge guy, but I have a lot of my foundation <laughs> is planted in that old school mentality. That's right. And I, and I wouldn't been able to make the shift quick enough uh, at the rate that this league is changing as far as, you know, some of the rules and protections that they've implemented. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a mess because I'm guessing a lot of guys probably feel the same way. Zo, great stuff as always, man. Thank Thanks you, for stopping Zoe. by. I appreciate you guys. All right, that's Lorenzo Alexander here every Thursday from 11 to noon. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.